Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 26 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Jack Benny hardly needs much of an introduction, being one of the biggest radio stars and pioneers in radio comedy of all time. He started out playing the violin on vaudeville, joined the U.S. Navy in 1917 during World War I, then branched out into comedy, which was where he found his biggest success. In 1929, Benny signed a five-year contract with MGM Studios and made two films for them. Neither performed very well, and he returned to Broadway. After a four-week nightclub act, he was invited onto the Ed Sullivan radio program in 1932. This led to his own radio program with NBC, the Canada Dry program, on May 2, 1932. Then he moved to CBS in October. He then appeared on the Chevrolet program from 1933 to 34 on NBC, then switched back to CBS in 1949, and remained there for the remainder of the show's run in 1955. Benny's radio program was one of the biggest comedy radio programs in history, and set the bar for many other programs that followed. Many other future radio stars got their start on Benny's show, and the famous Jack Benny-Fred Allen feud was a long-running gag in the entertainment world, although it was completely fictional. After the radio show ended, Benny switched to television in 1950, and found similar success in that medium, with his weekly show running for 15 years until 1965. He died on December 26, 1974. Now sit back and enjoy the April 17th, 1938, and March 18th, 1945 broadcasts of the Jack Benny Program. J-E-L-L-O! The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with Cry Baby Cry. This is the day of the Easter parade, and there's a cheerful feeling in the air. Perky new hats, gay flowers, everything reflects the spirit of carefree spring. It's a day of color, and if you serve jello for your Easter dessert, you were right in the spirit of things. For a shimmering mold of bright, clear jello is mighty gay and cheerful. The glowing reds of strawberry, raspberry, or cherry jello, shiny orange, golden lemon, or sea green lime, you have a regular rainbow to choose from. And no matter which flavor you select, you're short of a masterpiece. For Jell-O tastes as good as it looks. It's crammed with delicious extra-rich fruit flavor, the flavor from fresh, ripe fruit. It's put there by a special process. It's sealed right in so it can't get out. It's caught and held for you to enjoy the minute you taste a shimmering spoonful. A delight to the eye and a thrill to the taste. That's Jell-O. But be absolutely sure you do get genuine Jell-O with that extra-rich fruit flavor. Look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. That was Cry Baby Cry played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you a man who is celebrating Easter with a new suit, new shirt, new tie, and new shoes that squeak, Jack Benny. Thank you. 
Hello again. This is Jack Benny, who was also looking for a new announcer. And listen, Don, it was nice of you to mention my Easter outfit, but it so happens that my shoes do not squeak. They might chirp a little because they're happy. <laughs> but they do not squeak. <laughs> Why, Jack, I heard you when you came into the studio. You sounded like a rusty beer sign in the wind. Now, Don, every new shoe has a little something to say, but I repeat, mine do not squeak. All right, then, just walk around the microphone and see what happens. Okay, Smarty. <laughs> hmm. Well, what do you think of your shoes now? Well, naturally, they're a little nervous. It's the first time they've ever been on the air. <laughs> but say, Don, now you're kind of dolled up for Easter yourself. That's a nice-looking suit you're wearing. Well, thanks, Jack. I just bought it last week. It's very snappy. Where'd you get it? Well, uh, Arch Shafter and Marks made the pants. Hart, Shefner, and Marks. Mm. I knew it wasn't a one-man job. <laughs> did they, uh... <laughs> did they uh, make the coat, too? Well, Jack, they put in a bid on it, but I finally awarded the contract to the Tri-State Construction Company. <laughs> oh, yes, they also did the Boulder Dam. Or something big. Um, say, Don, come here a minute. Right. Uh, look at Phil standing over there. Isn't it disgraceful the way he comes dressed on a holiday? Well, it isn't very good taste. Come here, Phil. What is it, Jack? You want to know a funny thing? Here I bother to get all dressed up for Easter with a new suit and shoes and spend hours fixing myself up. And you come to the studio with slacks, an old sport coat, and no necktie. Yeah, and you want to know another funny thing? What? I still look better than you do. <laughs> you do not. And I'll leave it to anyone here. In fact, I'll leave it to the boys in your band. Which of us is dressed better for Easter? What do they know? They tried to buy firecrackers today. <laughs> well, that's a nice organization you've got. Don't tell me they all thought today was the 4th of July. No, the drummer held out for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Yes, I see the shamrock on the symbol. Well, Phil, uh... Uh, your boys might be mixed up about holidays, but when it comes to music, they're mixed up. <laughs> oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Happy Easter. Thanks. Same to you, kid. Gee, you look so cute in the Easter parade this morning, all dressed up in your new spring suit. Oh, I wasn't out there to show off or anything. I like to walk down the boulevard on Easter. Everybody does. So you were in the parade this morning, huh, Jack? I certainly was. Huh? You should have seen him, fellas, strutting along with a cane on his hand and a flower in his lapel, and he was wearing the swellest derby hat. Oh, Mary. Way down over his ears. <laughs> Well, it was a little too big. I bought it before I got my hair cut like a darn fool. And you should have seen that funny double-breasted suit he was wearing. Well, what was wrong with it? That coat fit me like a dummy in a window. Well, you should have stayed there. <laughs> well, after all, Mary, I don't have to spend a fortune for a little Easter outfit. You're right, Jack. Yeah. Tell him what happened on the boulevard this morning. Never mind that. <laughs> what was it, Mary? Well, Jack was strutting along in his new suit, proud as a peacock. I was just walking. Go ahead, Mary. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, you're silly. Huh? Well, he was walking along, and all of a sudden, a man behind him sneezed. <laughs> he sneezed, eh? And then what happened? Jack's coat shrunk four inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Is that right, Jack? Yeah, before I could say Gesundheit, I was nearly strangled. <laughs> Anyway, what if it did shrink a little? Who cares? Oh, Jack. Oh, hello, Kenny. Come here a minute, will you? What is it? Well, come over here. It's important. I can imagine. Okay. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, darn these shoes. Huh? Hey, what's that noise? A squeak at Oxford. <laughs> All right, now what is it, Kenny? Well, I did something last week, and I don't know whether I ought to tell you. Well, you called me over here, didn't you? Well, if I tell you, will you promise you won't fire me for it? Yes, I promise. What did you do? Well, I listened to Fred Allen Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy that wears flower sacks candies? Well, Kenny, I don't care who you listen to. I heard Fred Allen, too, Jack, and the way he ran you down, you ought to do something about it. Well, I'll admit he is a bit of a nuisance, but what can I do? Why don't you have him bumped off? <laughs> bumped off? You know, take him for a drive. <laughs> drive? You mean ride. Take him for a drive. Well, you ought to do something about it. Alan keeps saying you're cheap all the time. Oh, he does, eh? Well, he's got a lot of nerve to talk about me. Any man that'll open a can of sardines, eat them, and then save the tails for hash, well... <laughs> Glad I didn't blow that line, too. Don't tell me about that guy. Hmm? Yeah, and another thing. He said your toupee didn't fit. Now, that's a big lie because I don't even wear one. Mary, look at the top of my head. What do you see there? A parking lot. <laughs> well, let's forget my head and Alan and everything else. Go ahead and sing your song, Kenny. Okay. Oh, Jack, wait a minute. I just thought of something awful. What's that? Here it is, Easter, and I forgot to write a poem. Well, Mary, what will people think? Now, you go ahead and write one while Kenny sings and work hard on it. Oh, her and her old poems. Oh, yeah, you and your old songs. Well, my songs are better than your poems. Now, children, children! <laughs> Sing, Kenny. Oh, me and my new shoes. I'm sorry I tore off that guarantee. And all that the lady 
don't be sick, then not so fit as a mosquito, but so sweet like my chiquita, you're the one for me. Donkey Serenade from the Firefly, sung by Kenny Baker. Hmm, Donkey Serenade. It's kind of a silly title, isn't it, Kenny? Silly? Sure, after all, who would serenade a donkey? A jackass, Jack. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, that's, that's right, come to think of it. Hey, Mary, are you coming along with your poem? I need one more verse. I'll be through in a minute. Well, hurry it up. We haven't got anything to do here. Oh, we haven't, eh? Well, ladies and gentlemen, while you're waiting for Miss Livingston's poem, why don't you skip out in your kitchen and prepare a dish of Jell-O? It's tempting, easy to make, and comes in six delicious flavors. I'm all finished, Don. Well, I'm not. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Look for the big red letters on the box. Oh, happy Easter, happy Easter. You are Well, wait a minute, Mary. Wait a minute. Take it easy. Now, what's the name of your poem? Uh, Easter Greetings by Mary O. Livingston. Now, what's the O for? Oh, happy Easter, happy Easter. <laughs> hmm. You are with us once again. With your Easter egg so tempting, summer candy, summer hen. Well, well, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, boys and girls all dressed up pretty parade the streets in every city and all show off their Easter stuff, even though it's on the cuff. Now, that's a little too personal, I think, Mary. I like to smell your Easter lilies. Your hot cross buns I love to tackle. Oh. Your rabbits all lay eggs, they say. But, gee, I never heard one cackle. Cackle, tackle. Now, that's just loony. Say, Jack, did Longfellow work with a stooge? No. Then keep still. <laughs> uh, last verse. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So I salute you, Happy Easter, with one hip-hip and two hurrahs, until you come next year to greet us. I say farewell. The end. Applause. Well, you got a nice hand there, Mary, but you asked for it. Do you think that's ethical? No, but it's sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you got something there. Nothing like going after it yourself. Say, Jack. Yes, Phil? What are we stalling for? When are we going to do something interesting? Well, Phil, we're doing the best we can. If it's dull here, why don't you pick up your orchestra and go home? That's what I say. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny, and mind your own business. He always comes to at the wrong time. <laughs> what I meant, Jack, are we going to do a play tonight? No, Phil, we don't have to do a play every Sunday night. What is this, a stock company? No, but I just thought we ought to. Well, putting on a play week after week is no picnic, you know. But people seem to like them. Yes, but gee whiz, do you think it's easy? Do you think it's necessary? It's none of my business. <laughs> I'm talking to Phil, Kenneth. Anyway, fellas, I'll tell you what I've planned to do, and it's a surprise. We're going to cut the program short tonight, and I'm going to treat you all to the Al G. Barnes Sells Floto Circus. Now, what do you think of that? Oh, that's Yes, sir. Now, remember, fellas, remember, it's my treat. A man gave me five passes for tonight's show. <laughs> passes? How'd you get them? Well, I've got a friend with the circus. And besides, I let him put posters up all over my new house. You know? <laughs> I won't be moving in for quite a while, you know. Say, Jack, you know, I happened to drive by your new house last night. It's coming along fine, isn't it? Yeah, and you notice all those circus posters with lions and snakes and zebras all over them? Yes, sir. I threw my jug right out the window. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, you did, huh? Well, tonight you're invited to see the real thing. We'll have a lot of fun, too. I'm terribly sorry, Jack. I'd love to go, but I got a blind date tonight. Oh, you and your blind date. Well, I guess you're stuck, Phil. How about going now, fellas? We'll just about make it. Oh, sure, there. I think you better hurry. Wait a minute. Come in. Well. Hiya, Buck. Well, hello, Andy. Say, you're just in time. We're all going to the circus, and I got a pass for you, too. You want to come along? Sure, Buck. I got an aunt with that show. She's the bearded lady. Your aunt? How did she happen to become a bearded lady? Oh, she just got tired of shaving one day. <laughs> Oh, well, come on, let's go. Oh, by the way, Andy, I meant to ask you, uh, did your Paul buy that airplane you were telling me about? Oh, sure, he's been flying around in it all week. Already? Say, he's learning fast, isn't he? Yeah, too fast. Yesterday he was practicing a loop-the-loop and he fell out. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, lucky thing he had on a parachute. Well, I'll say it was lucky. Too bad he forgot to open it. What? My goodness, he fell right down to the ground, eh? Gee, he must have hit it pretty hard. I'll say he did. He swallowed his chewing tobacco. Well, I'm glad it was nothing more serious. Come on, Jack, let's go. All right, wait, let's see if I've got the passes. Yeah, we're all set. Come on, fellas. Oh, right. boy, John. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil, take care of the show from now on. Huh? Okay. Well, fellas, let's play the next number and go home. What'll we play? Oh, anything. Squeaky shoes won't know the difference. <laughs> you ready, boys? Wait a minute, hold everything. Come in. Mr. Harris? Yes. Have you got a blind date tonight? Yes, I have. Well, don't keep Mama out late. Goodbye. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, boys. Play slow. I'm in no hurry. <laughs>
Well, fellas, here we are. There's a big crowd, so everybody stick close to me. We've got a little time to kill before the big show goes on. Well, what do we do first? I want to see the elephant. I want to get my girl's name tattooed on my chest. <laughs> What's her name, Kenny? Genevieve Karchenborgen Pepper. <laughs> you better get another girl or a bigger chest. <laughs> It's a fine name. Where's the fat lady? I'd like to see her. She'd like to see you, too. <laughs> hey, she'd go for you. Oh, Jack. What? Look at the India rubber man over there. Oh, yes. Hey, that is the India rubber man. Huh? He must have a cold. A cold? Why? He just tied his nose in a knot. Say, <laughs> hey, I must try that sometime. It'll save handkerchiefs. Hey, <laughs> fellas, get a load of the wild man of Borneo. Look at him there in that cage. He's a tough-looking mug. Let's go over and talk to him. Goo, 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 goo. Gow! Oh, boy, he is ferocious. Hello, wild man. <laughs> tell me, tell me, what makes you so wild? It's town hall tonight. <laughs> oh. Well, I can understand that. Balloons, balloons. Get them out of there, blown up. Balloons, balloons. <laughs> oh, Jack, buy me a balloon. Yeah, I want one, too. That pretty pink one. Say, that is pretty. Do you want a balloon, Kenny? Nah, that's for children. I want a Tom Collins. <laughs> Kenny, you don't even know what a Tom Collins is. I do, too. It's a hard-boiled lemonade. <laughs> All right, stop showing off. Hello, Mr. Benny. Why, Rochester. I thought you was at NBC Broadcasting. Yeah, and I thought you were home where you should be, working. Well, here we are at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you're here, you can stay. But don't let it happen again. Yes, sir. Say, boss. Well? Are you in the mood for a little conference in the field of finance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're broke again, eh? What happened to that $5 I gave you last night? The what? I gave you $5 last night. Now, what did you do with it? I sent that out to fight the recession. <laughs> now, tell me the truth, Rochester. What did you do with that money? I went to the barber shop. Now, that's ridiculous. How could you spend $5 in a barber shop? The barber threw a seven. <laughs> well, here's a dollar. That's all you're going to get. Now, run along. Thanks, boss. Here I come, Josephine. <laughs> Hmm, that boy can't hold on to a dime. Gee, I'm hungry. I'm going over and get a hot dog. Yeah, me too. I could go for one myself. Hot dogs. Get your hot dogs here. Get them while they're red hot. Hey, I thought you were selling balloons. Well, you taste the hot dogs. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, we don't want any. Hey, Jack, look, look. They're lining up the freaks for the sideshow. Right this way, ladies and gentlemen, our sideshow is about to begin. We have with us the greatest and most stupendous aggregation of freaks and curiosities this world has ever seen. Come on, fellas, let's get a load of this. Oh, yeah, oh, this oh, is oh, And now, right over here on my right, we have Elmar, the living skeleton. Why, this man is so thin, we can't weigh him. <laughs> He's blowing off the scale. <laughs> a living skeleton. I bet he weighs 150 pounds. Come on, your shoes squeak. <laughs> How does he know? Now, over here on my left, we have Mademoiselle Lulu, the greatest snake charmer that ever made a cobra say uncle. Well, well, hello, Lulu. Hello, Andy. Why, Andy, do you know the snake charmer? Sure, I used to know her when she played with worms. <laughs> oh, way back when, eh? 
And right over here, we have one of the greatest novelties on the face of the globe. Sailor Smith, the tattooed man. Pictures from head to toe. Tattooed man, why, there's hardly a mark on his body. We sent him to the laundry and shut up. <laughs> shut up yourself, you old windbag. And right over here, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new attraction. The man with the pinhead. Where? I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh. Why don't you keep quiet, Jack? The nerve of that guy saying I had a head like a pin. Yeah, how could he tell with your hat on? <laughs> Wise guy. And now, folks, last but not least, for the real sensation of the evening, we have with us none other than that famous oriental dancer, <laughs> Prince Zaza, direct from Cairo, Egypt. Yes, sir, she dances. She shakes and she quivers. Oh, boy, that's my dish. Kenny! Yep. Right inside, folks. Princess Zaza goes on immediately. Come on, fellas, let's go in. Yeah. Huh? See you later, you little cut-up. Wait a minute, Jack. We haven't time to go in here. The big show starts right away. Yeah, we gotta go over there, darn it. Have you got your passes, Jack? Here they are. I've got to exchange them at the box office. <laughs> Well, here we are, fellas. Yes, sir. How many? I'd like to exchange these for tickets. I've got five passes. Here you are. Listen, buddy, these passes are good, all right, but not for tonight. These are for the matinee. <laughs> matinee. The man that gave them to me said they were for tonight. I can't help what he said. These are for the matinee. Matinee or no matinee? What's the fine how do you? I'm going right home and rip those posters off my house. Go ahead. We're leaving town tonight anyway. Well, this is the dirtiest trick that I've uh, ever... Move along, buddy. We're holding up the line there. Well, I've never heard of such a rotten thing in all my life. Oh, Jack, why haggle about it? Why don't you buy tickets? Sure, Buck. A couple of dollars won't... Now, listen, up. fellas. It's not the money. It's the principle of the thing. Oh, come on, Jack. Come on. If you feel that way about it, I'll buy the tickets. Oh, no, Don. You can take us out to supper later. <laughs> but we're going to get into this circus for nothing. Now, follow me. Hey, the main entrance is over that way. I know what I'm doing. They're not going to put anything over on me. Come on around to the back. <laughs> now, quiet, everybody. I'll show those guys. Now, look nonchalant, fellas. I know what's coming. Now, wait. Now, wait. Here's a good place. Lift the tent, Kenny. We'll all crawl under. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, don't be afraid. Now, come on. Now, listen, fellas. Mary, Kenny, and I will go in first. And, Don, you and Andy can watch until I give you the signal to come in. Now, come on, follow me under the tent. Woo! Kenny, don't push. <laughs> now, quiet, quiet, everybody. Gee, this is like going to the circus with Harry Lauder. All right, here we are, up on your feet. Well, here we are on the inside. What's wrong with this? Hey, Jack, look at these bars over here. What are they for? That's a cage, Kenny. There are lions on the other side. Oh, yeah? Turn around, Jack. Oh, for goodness sake! Oh, oh come on, man! Hey, wait for me! Jack, Jack, go away! Calling Frank Buck! Calling Frank Buck!
something new, something different, something swell to eat. And here it is, and you'll all want to try it. It's called golden apricot pie, the most unusual dessert you've served in a long time. Made with delicious orange jello combined with apricots, and it's easy to make, and here's what you do. First, dissolve one package of orange jello in hot water and chill until thickened. Then combine half a pound of cooked dried apricots with a quarter cup of sugar. Fold the apricots into the thickened jello and turn into a cold baked pie shell. Chill until firm, cover with whipped cream, and give your family a grand new treat. For golden apricot pie is really swell. Fragrant, fruit-rich orange jello molded with apricots under a blanket of fluffy whipped cream. A beautiful combination to look at, a delicious one to taste. Just be sure to make your apricot pie with genuine jello, for only jello brings you jello's extra rich fruit flavor. So try this delicious new pie for dessert. Order jello from your grocer tomorrow. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jack Benny Program. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. LSMFT. LSMFT. L-S-M-F-T. Right you are. Yes, sir. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed. So free and easy on the draw. For your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, smoke Lucky Strike. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. The finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. American. The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills. At the moment, Rochester is alone in the kitchen preparing breakfast. Mm-mm. Look at mm-mm. that table. Sure does look appetizing. 
A large glass of orange juice, a bowl of cornflakes and cream, two fried eggs, sunny side up, a thick slice of ham, a pipe and hot cup of coffee, and three honey-covered English muffins. Well, now I better make some tea and toast for Mr. Betty's breakfast. <laughs> I think I'll give him a treat today. I'll scrape the toast. <laughs> no, he likes to do it himself. That's the only exercise he gets. <laughs> oh, here comes the boss now. Good morning, Rochester. Now, let's see. What have we got for... Oh, orange juice, cornflakes, ham and eggs. Rochester, what'd you make such a big breakfast for? You know I'm on a diet. Doggone, that's right. Now, we can't let all this food go to waste. You made it, and you'll have to eat it yourself. Oh, boss, don't be so mean to me. <laughs> mean? Why, I've been on a diet a whole month, and every morning I come down and find the same big breakfast. Now, how can you make such a mistake? Well... And what's that strawberry shortcake on top of the oven? That's the dessert for the mistake I'm going to make for dinner. <laughs> What did you say, Rochester? Disregard, boss. Disregard it. Well, just don't let it happen again. I'll have this tea and toast. <laughs> Look how burnt the toast is. It's like charcoal. Give me a knife. I'll scrape it. Yes, sir. Ooh, the toast is hot. You hold it, Rochester. Here. I got it. Scrape away. <laughs> Take it easy, boss. You're down to me. <laughs> Oh. Well, never mind. I'll have one of those English muffins. Say, that looks good. It's got honey all over it. And look at that raisin on top. That's a bee. He's still working on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go away, bee. Go away. Go away. <laughs> well, how do you like those California bees? They open the windows themselves. <laughs> Rochester, I'll have my tea now. Never mind, you answer the door. I'll get the tea myself. Yes, sir. Oh, hello, Mr. Harris. Hello, Rochester. It's Mr. Benny. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Rochester. I didn't know. Didn't know what? Well, that black band you're wearing around your sleeve. Oh, this. Mr. Benny makes me wear it every time he loses the Academy Award. <laughs> Well, why does Mr. Benny take it so hard? A lot of actors lose it. I know, but he's been losing it since 1902. <laughs> Rochester, what's keeping... Oh, hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. So you lost the Academy Award again, huh? Yeah, Crosby won it. And you know, Phil, it's going to be hard to hate him. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can hate one of his kids. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing, Phil. I didn't mind losing the award this year, but I certainly think I should have won it when I made that picture, George Washington Slept Here. George Washington Slept Here? You didn't even come close that year, did you, Jackson? Close? Washington got more votes than he did. <laughs> Rochester. The bed came in second. <laughs> Never mind. And bring Mr. Harris some coffee. Okay. Phil, what brings you over here so early? Well, Jackson, I got great news for you. You know how you and Mary have always been picking on me for running around and wasting my time? Yeah. Well, starting today, I'm going to settle down and be a dignified businessman. 
Well, congratulations, Phil. What did you do? Bought a saloon. What? Well, you know, uh, uh, a nightclub. Oh, a nightclub. That's different. Yeah, me and Frankie, my guitar player, are running it, and things are going great, Jackson. Last night, our bartender was so busy mixing them drinks, he didn't have time to sit down. No kidding. Yeah, and tonight ought to be even better. We're going to let the customers in. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. So you and Frankie bought a nightclub, eh? What are you going to call the place? Well, I ain't got a name for it yet, but... Well, I got a slogan. A slogan? Yeah, you know, like Duffy's Tavern. Now, their slogan is, uh, where the elite come to eat. Uh-huh. Mine's going to be where the swine come to dine. <laughs> Phil, are you crazy? You're going to call your customers swine? When you got to close at 12, Jackson, it don't make no difference what you call them. <laughs> well, take my advice, Phil. You got a great opportunity to be a businessman. If you want to be successful, run your nightclub in a real high-class way. Don't you worry, Jackson. I'll handle the joint right. Here's your coffee, Mr. Harris. Thanks, Rog. Hey, what's that noise, Jackson? Oh, that's the sculptor working upstairs. I wish he'd finish that statue of me and go back to St. Joe. How's the coffee, Phil? Well, Jackson. Hey, let's turn on the radio and see what's going on, huh? Okay. Spike Jones playing Let Me Love You Tonight. <laughs> and now, folks, a message on behalf of my sponsors, the Bleeding Heart Finance Company. <laughs> Friends, do you need money? Could you use a little extra cash? Do you want a loan of ten, fifty, or a hundred dollars? You do? Get something else, Phil. Two seconds. There it is. Four o'clock. Grew and watch time. <laughs> Tick tock. Say, <laughs> she was wonderful. What a part for Ingrid. <laughs> you get another station, Phil, will you? Have you been hit by an automobile lately? <laughs> Do you feel run down? <laughs> Are you getting fat? Are you beginning to launch a paunch? <laughs> Are the spaces between your teeth suffering from middle-age spread? <laughs> if you have these or any other ailments, why not try sympathy soothing? <laughs> Remember, folks, sympathy spelled backwards is yatapamus. Y-H-T-A-P-M-Y-S. Yes, folks, sympathy soothing syrup is good for people over 35 and wonderful for people under 35. And to you people who are exactly 35, may I say 
Happy birthday. <laughs> That's sweet. I missed it by one year. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you our special guest, the singing star of the Lucky Strike program, Larry Stevens. Hey, that's right, Phil. Larry Stevens told me he was going to be on that show. Yeah, let's give the kid a listen. Okay. I wonder how much they pay for guest shots on the Atapanis program. Don't you know? composition, the current song hit entitled, Raise the Awning, Mother, Daddy's Leading a Shady Life. <laughs> hey, that's a good song, Phil. I must learn it on the violin. Raise the awning, Mother, cause Daddy's leading a shady line. No, it's third on the hit parade. There's somebody at the door. Shut off the radio, Phil. Come in! Who is that? It's me, Jack! Oh, hello, Don. Come on in. Hiya, Don. Oh, hello, Jack. Hi, Phil. Hello, Dante. What are you doing around this way, Don? Well, you know I'm getting a little heavy, Jack, so every morning I go for a five-mile horseback ride. Oh. I was out this way, so I thought I'd just drop in. Good, good. Where's your horse? Oh, he's lying down on your front lawn. (laughs) Well, the rest will do him good, isn't it? Say, boss. What is it, Rochester? I just got into the sculptor's room, and he's almost through with your statue. He is? Yeah, but you ain't gonna like your expression. Why, has he got me frowning or smiling? You can take your choice. He gave you two heads. 
two heads. Yeah, you're holding one of them on your lap. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. You look like you're going bowling. <laughs> well, I'm going right up there and tell that Wait guy... Wait a minute, Jack. I think that's wonderful. What's so wonderful about two heads? You can smoke two lucky strikes at the same time. Well, I'll beat her. And between those delightful puffs... One mouth can say L-S-M-F-T, and the other one can answer, why, sure, you bet, that's right. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. All right, all right, but when that sculptor is finished with my statue, it better be the way I want it. Hey, Jackson, I gotta run along now. See you later. I'm going too, Jack. Now, wait a minute, fellas, I'll go out with you. So long, Jackson. Bye, Jack. So long, fellas. Gee, it's so nice out, I think I'll take a little walk. Oh, Rochester, I'll be back in a little while. Okay, boss! This is really a nice day. Yeah, da dee da dum 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 da dee da dum bum dee da da dum da da dum da Well, well, look who's here. Oh, I haven't seen you in quite a while. Come here, come here. What's the matter? Why are you crying? Oh, that. Uh, don't take it so hard, Lassie. I didn't win either. <laughs> Better luck next year. Yawning mother, father goes a daddy is leading a shady life. Oh, oh, uh, a daddy is leading a shady life. Oh, that's a terrific song. Well, I've walked far enough. Guess I'll turn around and go back. Well, here comes that little girl that's on the Fibber McGee program. Hello, little girl. Hello. <laughs> I bet you I know who you are. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you. Hmm. Poor little thing has a cold. Oh, oh, Mr. Benny. Huh? Oh, it's you, Mr. Kern. Yeah, I was just on my way over to your house. You were? Yes. You know that interview you gave me last week about how you found Rochester was very interesting. My editor liked it a lot. Well, I'm glad. In fact, he liked it so much, he sent me back to get another story. Really? Mm-hmm. He wants to know how you found Mary Livingston. Oh, Mary... Well, Mr. Kearns, this is a rather unusual story. Walk back with me, and I'll tell you all about it. Okay. Now, Mary, as I mentioned last week, joined me on the radio about three months after I got started. I happened to be in Los Angeles at the time, almost 14 years ago. Yes, I remember that was the day I bought this shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> they, uh, they give guarantees, you know. Anyway, it was the uh, latter part of 1932. That's right, 1932. I was downtown, and as I was passing the May Company, I noticed they were running a sale, so I stopped to look in the window. Just a gigolo <laughs> Everywhere I go Now people know the part I'm playing Gee, that's a catchy new tune Yum, dum, da, da, dum, dum, da, dum. 
Fall is such a nice time of year. Leaves are turning brown and the air is... Hmm, I wonder if Hoover will be reelected. <laughs> I think I'll get me one of those high collars. Nah, my neck's too short. <laughs> when the blue of the night... That new singer has a nice style, but he can't last. <laughs> Hey, look at those shirts in the window. Silk ones with stripes. Four ninety-eight marked down to a dollar ninety-nine. I think I'll go in and let them try to sell me one. <laughs> Let's see. I wonder where the. Oh, pardon me, sir. Can you tell me where the shirt counter is? Shirt counter? What are you asking me? Do I look like maybe a floor walking? <laughs> Floor walker? Well, I thought you were. You see, you're not wearing a hat. In this depression, who could afford a hat? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, maybe I can help you get a job. What do you do? Well, I do different things. I can be a carpenter. Huh? I am also a plumber. A plumber? Uh-huh. And I'm also a very good painter. <laughs> oh, you can do a lot of things, can't you? Yeah, but in this depression, there's nothing to paint or to plumpton, or to cotton. <laughs> That's too bad. Well, thanks just the same, but I've got to find the shirt counter. Oh, well, say, maybe I could enlighten you. Never mind, I'll find, I'll find it myself. <laughs> oh. Oh, there it is over there. Boy, look at those sporty shirts. I love those new long pointed collars. What can I do for you, young man? <laughs> I uh, want to buy a shirt. I like the silk one with the stripes. Yes, sir. Shall I wear it for a few days or do you want to break it in yourself? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take it now. How much is it? Well, that'll be $1.99. $1.99? Okay, here's $2. Well, I'll have to go upstairs for the change. Oh. <laughs> that's all right. I'll wait. <laughs> Just a gigolo everywhere I go. A people know they... Hey, look at that beautiful dame behind the hosiery counter. What a chicken. I think she's looking at me, too. Gone over and tried to date her up. Say, Mary, Mary. What is it, Mabel? Look at that guy over there. He's staring at you. Where? Right over there at the shirt counter. Say, he looks kind of prosperous down there. How can you tell with those bell-bottom pants? He might be barefoot. <laughs> Look at him winking at us with both eyes. And get a load of that straw hat he's wearing with a bright red ribbon around it. Yeah, and look what it says on it. Oh, you kid. <laughs> hey, Mabel, he's tipping his hat at us. Yeah, he's got the string in his pocket. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, he's coming over here. Do you want me to take him, Mary? No, no, I can handle him. Just a gigolo uh, everywhere I go. Uh, uh, people know the part I'm playing. Look at him. He's walking like Theta Barra. <laughs> yum, dum, dee, da, dum. Uh, yum, dum. Hello, kiddo. Where have you been all my life? Avoiding it. 
Hey, hey, you're good. Just my type. I like my tomatoes with a little spice. <laughs> say, say, baby, what's your name? Mary. Mary what? Quite contrary? Oh, brother, is this guy corny? What was that? Look, my name is Mary Livingston. I was born in Plainfield, New Jersey. I know I should be in pictures, but I'm happy here at the make company. They think I'm a very good sales girl. Now, what do you want, Jelly Bean? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Take it easy. You got me wrong, baby. Oh, stop tipping your hat. What? And take your bag of peanuts off the counter. No, no, baby. I put those up there on purpose. Help yourself. <laughs> Help yourself. Say, you're a pretty sporty guy. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you always carry that ukulele? <laughs> oh, this? <laughs> you ought to hear me out in a canoe. <laughs> Say, I'll bet that ukulele set you back plenty. No, no, they gave it to me when I bought this suit. <laughs> Say, Mary, uh, you don't mind my calling you Mary, do you, man? If I, um, if I wait around and you get through, uh, can I take you home? No, I don't think so. Oh, why not? I got a taxi outside. Look, I went out with a taxi driver once, and the way he... I'm not a taxi driver! <laughs> Look, baby, don't you know who I am? No, thrill me. <laughs> Hang on to the counter, baby, and brace yourself. I'm Jack Benny. Can I let go of the counter now? <laughs> oh, you're kidding, baby. You know who I am. I'm a big shot. I've been on the radio three months. So what? My alarm clock's been on the radio three years, and I got that at Woolworth. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> Say, you're plenty fast on the trigger. What are you doing working here in a department store? You should be on the radio. <laughs> what did I tell you, Mabel? I knew it was coming. What? My mother told me there'd be men like you, but I thought they'd be much younger. <laughs> much uh, Say, you're terrific. Listen, baby. You got everything it takes. Good looks, a nice speaking voice, and what a personality. I bet you tell that to all the girls. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> What are you laughing at? The way you're leaning against the counter. Why? It's pressing the bulb in your pocket and the water squirting out of that flower in your lapel. <laughs> Say, I can't fool you at all, can I? Listen, Mary. Mary, listen. You ought to be on the radio with me. I'll get you places. You'll be a big star. Say, you're not kidding, are you? Of course not. Why don't you meet me tonight for dinner and we'll talk things over? Okay. You know, there's a nice cafeteria across the street, and we can... Cafeteria? Not when you go out with Benny, baby. I'll take you to the Brown Derby, and afterwards we'll go dancing at the Coconut Grove. When you're out with me, baby, money means nothing. Well, I'll take you Pardon to... me, mister. Here's your penny change. Thank you. Baby, I'll take you any place you want to go. All right, I'll meet you in front of the store at 6 o'clock. I'll be there. So long. So long. Oh, boy, she's going to be great on my radio program. Of course, I don't want to spoil her. I wonder how much they pay her at the May Company. Oh, I'll ask her tonight when we're having dinner at the cafeteria. 
And that, Mr. Kearns, is how I found Miss Livingston. Well, that's a very interesting story. Well, here's my house, Mr. Kearns. Would you like to come in for a cup of coffee? Well, no, thanks. I've got to run along now. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye. Yeah, da dee da da. Ladies and gentlemen, the recent meeting of the Big Three at Yalta proved that even though the war is far from over, the Allied nations are preparing for peace in time of war, planning the nucleus, perhaps the fundamental framework of a post-war organization to make certain that war does not come again. Nations are made up of individuals, people like you and me. And we, as individuals, must coordinate our efforts for that post-war peace by supporting all war activities. Now is the time to protect and strengthen our knockout blow by giving freely to the Red Cross, buying and keeping war bonds, giving more blood for plasma, by supporting rationing, writing cheerful V-mail letters to him over there, and sticking to our wartime jobs. There's no difference between individuals and nations. Thank you. Now, Jack will be back in just a moment. But first, here are my good friends, L.A. Speed Riggs and Kenneth Delmar. Smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. It takes fine tobacco to make a fine cigarette. And independent tobacco experts present at the auctions can see Lucky Strike by the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. This fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco Lucky Strike. The famous tobacco auctioneers are on tonight's programmer, Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. And Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. Basil Risedale speaking. L.S.M.F.T. 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 Yes, fine tobacco means a fine cigarette. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Well, folks, this ends another program, and we'll be with you next Sunday night broadcasting from the redistribution station at Santa Barbara. Meanwhile... Oh, Jack, Jack, I'm so sorry I'm late. This is the first time I've ever missed a program. Yeah, what happened to you? Well, I took a nap before the broadcast. My alarm didn't go off. Well, it's all right, Mary. Don't worry about it. Well, what'd you do, Jack? What was the show about? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, come on, tell me. No, no, you wouldn't be interested. Good night, folks. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.